the Holy Ghost fire is burning in me. Good morning, everyone. It is Tuesday, August 23rd, 2022. And this is Crypto Chat with Chapo, episode, I believe we're at 20 now. Fantastic. Uh, today, quick market update on things going on in the crypto land. Uh, things are seem to be still holding a little steady at the 21502 for Bitcoin, Ethereum, 1633. Um, overall, the market's just kind of crabbing here for the last few days. Um, a little skittish and nervous. We'll see how it uh, bounces out and shakes out over the next few days. Uh, yesterday, I I talked about uh, soulbound tokens and LSVR and Wow, I, I think I, I, I kind of got lucky on the timing of that. Um, it seems that LSVR really started to uh, bounce uh, today. And I'm going to pull up deck screener here to look at it. And, um, you know, I should have maybe made a purchase yesterday on it, actually, because it's actually doing pr pretty well right now. I'm going to click on deck screener here, and we're going to search up that LSVR. I did just look at it uh, shortly before I started. It's up in the last 24 hours, 87% uh, uh, to 0 0.005481. So nice bounce uh, for sure. If, uh, up yesterday, you know, from when I talked about it, um, I think we were around 0 0.003. So there was a little opportunity to get a little extra if you were going to uh, purchase today. So I'm going to go back into the LSVR after I uh, cover something that I found uh, yesterday after doing a little more research on the Soulbound token. I did find a post from January 26th, 2022 by Vitalik himself, which I'm going to kind of overview. And it did help me have a little bit better understanding of Soulbound tokens. And then I'm going to circle back to that LS LSVR and uh, talk about the newest update on that and maybe why that it, it, it bounced a little bit um, today. So from this post from January, uh, the comparison was made to Soulbound tokens and one feature from the game World of Warcraft. Um, and if you play the game, apparently it's second nature to its players. I must admit that I don't play it. Um, I've never played it, but... Uh, Nonetheless, I think that it is a popular game for many people. So it's the, the concept in the game called soul-bound items. Um, and once you pick that up, it can't be transferred or sold to another player. Uh, most very powerful items in the game are soul-bound and typically require someone completing a complicated uh, quest or task or killing a very powerful monster. Um, so in order to get uh, your character anywhere close to having the best weapons or am armor in the game, you're going to have to participate in some of the difficult challenges or the difficult uh, monsters. Um, <clears throat> by making sure that, that, that to get the best items, you actually have to go and do the hard thing to figure out how to kill the dragon. So you can't do the simple task over and over and over and over for the reference, and this would be kill uh, boars 10 hours a day for a year to get thousands of gold and then buy it. Um, you have to actually do the, the difficult task. Um, I mean, 
uh, Vitalik goes on to say it's it's imperfect, so you could just pay a team of professionals to go kill the dragon uh, with your character and let you or let you collect the loot after they kill it, or even outright buy a character on the secondary uh, market. So um, it's not completely soul bound. And he goes on to explain that NFTs in their current form have many of the same properties as rare and epic items in a massive online player. But typically, at this point, they have the biggest value is, is the social signaling. So if you have one, you can show it off as a profile picture, like on Twitter. Um, that's where you're seeing most of them at this point. And the signal that it's giving in its present tent state is probably of a couple things. Um, one, that you might have skill finding a good uh, NFT project, or two, that you have the money to buy it. So CryptoPunks would be a good example of this, and the Bored Apes, and you know some of the other Azuki, Cool Cats, and Penguins sort of have been, um, you know, pumping as of late. So it's signaling, one, that you have the skill of finding a good project, and two, that actually you have the money to buy one. So it's it's one of the, a combination of those things. But Typically, it's kind of a signaling of wealth. So if you see someone with a board ape, you know that potentially they have some money, would be my guess. Um, but those items are uh, tradable. So, you know, most people that have them, or I wouldn't say most, a lot of people that have them um, bought them and maybe not minted the original ones. You know, I would have to say that um, if I had minted a board, board ape, um, I probably probably would have sold it, um, but it's always hard to say we, uh, whether what we would do, but some of that money it could be life-changing for some people. So so, um, so some NFTs uh, there are attainable by doing something. You can't really tell if they did it themselves or whether they just paid someone else to do it or they bought it. Um, so Vitalik outlines this, which we talked about a little bit yesterday, um, what if blockchain wants to create NFTs that are not just about who has the most money, but it's actually trying to signal something else? And his example would be uh, what's called POAP, which is the Proof of Attendance Protocol. And it is the standard which products can send NFTs that represent the idea that a recipient personally participated in some event. So, for example, if you attended... Uh, Fest or you uh, attended ETH Denver or whatever, um, what it may be, and then by attending, then you were able to get this uh, POAP that signaled that you were at this event. Um, and it works similar to a Soulbound, but not exactly. Um, the POAP is not interested in whether you paid someone to attend the event. It's only interested if you actually personally attended the event. So in theory, uh, there could be events that could be placed or created as a POAP, um, such as a driver's license, a degree, uh, proof of age, uh, maybe some sort of certificate, um, you know, all a range of things. However, um, if those things can be traded on the market, then, you know, they kind of learn, lose the value of what they actually would do. 
So this is where the, the, the unexplored, for the most part, design of space of what a non-transferable NFT could become. And maybe, maybe this is what the LSVR is trying to incorporate. Um, at some point, it's still kind of an enigma to many. Um, another uh, possibility for the soulbound would be governance rights of a protocol or a DAO or what have you. Um, and bad things can happen if you can transfer governance mechanisms uh, through whether an NFT or a POAP because it would indicate that um, that could be traded to people that may not be that concerned about the protocol. So the goal would be to have the governance widely distributed um, and having it transfer transferable, it would be counterproductive um, if you have the interested interest you know, concentrated in a, in a certain person's hands or a small group of individually. So it would be counterproductive. So the potential of making governance rights transferable. So what if DAO governance of blockchain protocols somehow take governance power conditional on participation? And I could be wrong on this, but I, I kind of feel like uh, Optimistic ETH is uh, taking a shot at this. If you're in the optimism ecosystem, which, you know, I've, uh, I've dabbled in it a little bit, um, you know, Synthetics Network, I've been, you know, uh, staking there for a while. Um, the early airdrops, the early airdrop for optimism, you know, indicated that you had to have, you had to meet these certain criteria. And then you had voting rights, and then you could take your voting rights and, you know, assign them to other people in the community. So I think they're trying to do that. Um, I'm not sure if that's intentional or it's part of a greater plan that they have. Um, so let's see. Let me move this would be over to the next. Okay, sorry. Uh, the, the the next thing they talk about is uh, uh, they the talent talks about the most robustly non-transferable uh, POAP today is sort of. It's not a POAP, but it's the proof of humanity attestation. So, but the proof of humanity, uh, that's hard to say, but it has, has a revocation feature which allows the original owner to make a video asking for a profile to be removed. And then uh, a court decides whether or not the video was from the same person as the original creator. And that's through Kleros, which I think their token is pink, maybe. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'd have to look into that. Once the profile is successfully removed, they can reapply to make a new profile. Hence, if you buy someone else's proof of humanity profile, your possession can be quickly taken away from you, making transfer of ownership non-viable. Uh, you could do the same thing with an NFT bound to an ENS, ENS name, but as you know, if you're in the NFT market, those NFTs, the ENS do domains, are sold quite frequently. So I'm not sure how that would work out either. Um, so the question goes on, how can they add privacy for soulbound items where you cannot just move them into a fresh account or even smart contracts? If the proof of humanity starts getting more adoption, privacy becomes even more important. As an alternative, all of our activity being mapped on chain directly to a human face, which um, I'm not sure how that will take off or how it'll look like, but it's hard to envision what the end uh, project's going to look like over the next several years. 
So I think that the soulbound idea is pretty cool. I don't know how that's going to translate um, in the coming years, but it, it, it isn't something that when I read this article, and I'll link it in the description, that it did help me understand it a little better, at least on the base level. Now, circling back to LSVR, apparently yesterday, uh, at some point, I don't know of the time, but they dropped their white paper. And so I found the white paper today, and I'm not going to read through all of it, but I will provide a link to it in the description. So the relevation, the halt of human evolution in the world that we live in today has uh, strayed from our ultimate purpose. Our world is run by a minority of elites as the few dictate the futures of many. Men are trying to, are being deceived and the restrictions are constantly being built to keep shackles of our potential locked in our minds. So back, circling back to this concept, I think the overall arc of a lot of blockchain is that the financial world is being controlled and manipulated by a few powerful people. And, and part of the ethos of this blockchain concept or movement is sort of breaking free from that. So the, more on this white paper, uh, it's called the tablet. The foundation of cryptocurrency has never been in such dire need of a reversal. Hence, remember, LAS. R-E-V-E-R, backwards. As it is stated through the, uh, the, the last laser rever, I'm not even sure if I'm saying that, has paved the foundation for the ultimate reversal. The colony has proven themselves unanimous and worthy of the truth. For it is now time to reveal the grand vision of our plan. Our primates of like mind will become the light workers of true de decentralization and will collectively take a stand to set the path ablaze. A few of you have reserved one of 100 spots to the forefront of our evolution and will be thus rewarded with enhanced voices, voices which will echo through the eternity and pave the way through towards light. The rest of you will be presented with the ability to grow the impact of our opinions as we march forward. Your individual powers will be in your hands for you to earn and acquire, uh, but first you must devote your time and effort to prove yourself. So I th part of this is, is, is solving these enigmas and riddles. And it, it seems at first glance that you sort of have to earn your way into these, uh, these N NFT. And as I read through this, I think that is part of uh, this process. And so and the next part is the revelation of the grand truth. So the utility, soul-bound tokens. I think this is the first time that I've, I've seen it actually mentioned, mentioned um, as I hit the podcast with a lucky, lucky day, I think. I just sort of lucked into that. I wish it was more than that, but maybe it isn't. So uh, LaserEver will create a new EIP by building a new protocol featuring soul-bound tokens that that cannot be transferred nor sold on the open market for trading or profitability purposes, which is in contrast of today's NFTs. Uh, Binance, among the handful of companies and individuals, are currently keeping their eyes on the uprise of these innovative tokens, and many are experiencing soul, expecting soulbound tokens to be the first released by the end of 2022. Being one of the first pioneers in this part of the Ethereum blockchain, 
uh, Laser Ever will set up a varying utilities and ways of strategically using SBTs for their their own vision of a decentralized governance system. So they have sole attributes. The sole bound tokens have no use case in itself if one does not build up upon them further, uh, further. further. Therefore, LSVR will develop SBT tokens with additional functions added on top. This is this tablet. In this tablet, there will be called soul attributes. Some of these attributes can be unlimited, while others will be limited by design. An example of the upcoming Genesis attributes, which 100 will be minted by the participation in the seven milestones that have been rolling out all along with the enigmas, which was presented to the community for them to decipher. This does not mean that other in investors who either missed or couldn't get into the previous whitelist will be disqualified from soulbound tokens and soul attributes. So, um, it also says there will be non-Genesis attributes which will be minimal by anyone holding LSVR tokens. So that'll give you another reason to buy those. So, I think that the, the document itself, I'm going to dig into a little bit more uh, so I can give it the proper study because it just came out. I just stumbled upon it when I was trying to decide uh, what today's episode would be on and it caught my eye and I thought, well, maybe I, I will touch upon it today and see where it takes me. And, and it, I had some kind people reach out to me yesterday on Twitter after I posted this episode uh, on Twitter uh, inviting me to the LRSVR Telegram, which I'm going to promptly do after the end of this podcast. And maybe I can uh, continue on this path of learning a little bit more about uh, the project and the tokens and then provide you an update. Uh, the next thing that I did want to mention before I wrap it up today, um, I did. Uh, I have been talking to uh, a team member from Rainy Corn, and uh, they've been kind enough to uh, uh, give me access to the alpha uh, testing of the Rainy Corn game, which I am super, super excited about. So once I get the, the actual access and play a few games, I'm going to do a podcast uh, dedicated to that and how to play. And I think that that one is really going to be interesting. I'm super excited to get in there and dig into that game and provide some useful information for you guys today. So that is uh, episode today for Crypto Chat with Chapo. Thank you so much for listening. As always, get yourself outside, smell the fresh air, touch the grass, watch a bug fly by, investigate a flower, um, put yourself in the here and now. Uh, have, everybody have an amazing day. Sweet mama.